Hey, Cody. Hey, Stephanie. Illegally, are we allowed to mention that we have Natalie <laughs> from the Legal Babe podcast as our guest? It's not trademarked and it's not <laughs> she's certified, but she's an icon. I love her. We had the best time talking about her. We also talk about how Ojai Avenue is under attack by new buildings. <sighs> the tea, the local gossip, the local gossip at the car wash. We, we also, talk about spring mix. Spring mix. We talk about you're going through an existential dread. Always. And last but not least, <laughs> stick around because I'll be sharing my favorite recipe for turbot. Turbot. <laughs> now that's what they call music. Now that's what I call music 78. What number are we on? Like 3,000? Now that's what I call music. I'm yeah. inclined to look it up because I am curious. And isn't it just like what they think is like the greatest hits of the quarter of the year or the yeah, year? Yeah, there's a, there's a Spotify playlist for that. I don't need to buy a CD. Um, now that's what I call music. Let's see where we're at. I'm confused who... So... We're on 78? Did I say that? Did I say 78 or a different Yeah, number? but there's no way we're on 78. But what did you type in? Now that's what I call music the only thing i typed in and look at first one 78 <laughs> right um newest release <gasps> that is weird that's freaky deaky okay which brings me to i wrote on my notes can i just talk about i'm a pop culture psychic yes i love it i Go. swear to god i have chills okay i just guessed how many now that's what i call music cds they are mm-hmm. which is did i say 78 you i can't did. remember did i, I really swear. yeah holy fuck and then i called it on this podcast about the real housewife show that they made mm-hmm. where they all go to like a vacation spot, like the all stars from yeah. different cities. I totally called that. And then like a month later, they announced that they were going to make that show. They're Liter- doing it. They finished filming. That's wild. Literally. I said they should all go on vacation. They should all go on like a retreat. They sent them all to Mexico on a retreat. I think I've seen some funny memes or yeah. gifts or something. And of- then I heard that, Tim Burton was making a show for Netflix called Wednesday about Wednesday Adams as a teenager. <laughs> and when I heard about it, I texted Kaylee back in February and I was like, the girl from the show, You Season 2, her name is Jenna Ortega. She's just this killer little actress. And she's like a teen, you know. Um, but she was such a good actress on that show. I was like, she needs to be Wednesday Adams on this show. And yesterday, they Netflix posted that she's playing Wednesday Adams, which good. is so random. You're so good. Are you kidding me? It's not like she's gothic or anything. I just thought it might be a fun take on the yeah. role. I don't know, Steph. I don't know, Steph. I think <laughs> I, I I think that I think I'm very. I don't know, I think, Steph. I don't know, Steph. I think I'm a pop culture psychic. That now that's why I call seventy eight was weird. It was weird. Are we convinced that's the most recent one? No, and I don't want to double check. Let's see. It was at least... Okay, for the listeners out there, he said 78, and then the second he pulled up... Now that's what I call music. It was the first cover art. It said Okay, let's go to the Wikipedia page. Wikipedia? What do you call it? Wikipedia? Wicca. Wicca? Wicca, Wicca, what? Wicca is a religion I practice. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. I it figured... was released 30th of April, 2021. So just very recently. I thought there'd be... You know why you knew? Why? You buy them. I have a lot of 
of them. <laughs> I have I have all of them. You're I have them in one of those binders, uh, binders in a car. Yeah, exactly. And then you probably just fuck the guy who works on the shows. Yeah, exactly. So Tim Burton. You're not. I fucked Tim Burton. <laughs> I fucked Tim you're Burton. You're lying to all of us. Oh my god. You're full of shit. I, fucking Tim Burton. What would that be like? I don't know. Very but spooky. My notes are all really negative, so I'm gonna start with one thing that's interesting. What? Okay. I don't know how to explain this because it's weird, but when you know when you just hold on to something when you're younger and you think about it often. Yeah, of course. Um, have you ever thought about like if the world literally stopped turning on its axis like right now, we would be thrown against the wall at 300 miles per hour? Oh, we would. At least we would burn. I watched a video on it. Have you? Uh huh. We would burn to death. From the speed. Yeah. Okay. We're going. We are traveling so fast that if it stopped turning. It would be, um, I think everything would turn to dust immediately because everything would just hit each other and we would just catch on fire because it's too fast. So, like, our lives are a joke, guys. I don't know. Well, we're just on this little twirling rock throughout space and time. We are little blips in the, especially... Floating through the universe. We are. And it's very strange. And you know what? Yeah, I don't know. I was watching, I was watching the... Um, Ing- the English Heritage Channel on YouTube <laughs> and I was thinking about the 1800s and I was mm-hmm. like that's not that long ago <laughs> it's not that long ago no you know what I've seen our kids are like kids our kids wow our kids My well, name- <laughs> should we tell them Stephanie we're expecting <laughs> no our kids are gonna be like oh in the 20s and they're gonna be in 2020s it's gonna be weird here's we are weirder. the turn of the century you know what I mean I, I don't know if I did the math right or not mm-hmm. so correct me if I'm wrong all you mathematicians out there, but Kaylee and I were talking about her baby names for her child she's yeah. pregnant with. And I was like, it's good to like say the full name in instances where their name will be said. Like a graduation, <laughs> graduation. doctor's office visit, first day of school, first day of school roll call, where you say it out loud to see if it sounds good. And I was like, class of 2049. And I'm like, OMG. Is that true? If they're born, yeah. if they're born in October. I'm inclined to say she. We don't know the sex of Kaylee's baby, yeah. but my if I'm if my psychic abilities are correct, I'm gonna put on the record that I think Kaylee's gonna have a girl. That'd be great. I just can feel feminine energy. How fun. Yeah. How fun. Sure her Pep it up. Her bump is really bumping. I love it. It's I know, so cute. I'm so excited uh, for this Halloween baby. I'm like confused how she's still jumping around like a maniac and doing her class. Like she's so inspiring i know i've been missing class because i was just like session's <laughs> over it's you thought, not <laughs> but you thought it was a great workout yesterday i'm sore she's awesome i know like still keeping it interesting and still showing up for us so what, awesome why did, would you think about the world stop turning though why did you think about that what what brought that to your attention it just pops in my mind uh, like once a month yeah from when i was a child spooky spooky scary um spooky scary wait 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 Cody, I've been wanting to talk about your latent work ethic. I think that's a funny sentence. I don't remember that. I think it's a funny sentence. You're probably high. I Well, we were out. You and I were such spontaneous, wild, fun, free, single. No, not single. Well, I was know, single. Whatever. You were you were just like living and we went out for a drink. So spontaneous. It was so much fun. Yeah. We went to Topa Topa Brewing Company, if you've ever heard of it in Ohio. <laughs> it was, um, so, it was so much fun. I was sitting at home and the boys were playing video games and I was in my bedroom and the thought came into my head and I had saying it all night. I said it all night. I said, I'm young and I'm hot and I got to go. Young, I'm hot. You called me. I got off work and you called me and like, what are you up to? And I was like, nothing. And you're like, why well, come to Topa? I'm walking there now. And I'm like, just for fun. 
Just because. And it was. It was so I've been random. I've going there a lot lately. Good. I feel like. I'm just like ready to just like have fun. And we sure had fun. We hung out with cool people. We, we had hung really... out with my buddy Thorin. And Thorin. had some really serious conversations. Yeah, you left for two seconds and Thorin and I were in a therapy, <laughs> therapy session. session. I can't help myself, you know. I can't help myself. I like to pick people's brains. Wait, you said two things that just had me rolling. We had so much fun. We're having so much fun together lately. Um, You said that you would go to the opening of an envelope and I can't get over that joke. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned that on the episode where we record with Melissa. Which is coming before or after this episode? After. After we're, this episode. Yeah, Natalie Puglesi's on this episode. So now then, that joke is going to sound redundant, but that's okay. No, it's so funny, though. It's, a it's just, peek. it's great. And then um, we were talking about condiments, right? Or something? Or we were talking about, what were we talking about? I honestly don't know. Because we were kind of, I was, I don't know about you, but I was like drunk and high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So we were talking, I was explaining to Thorne about how you made me that fucking shirt. Oh, yeah. And um, the hip hop shirt, and then you were like, "I need to make one of from my childhood," and it's like a ketchup shirt. Yeah, I put ketchup on my ketchup. I put ketchup on my ketchup. And That's a shirt I used to so have. Funny. I don't get what that means, but someone bought it for me because for it's Christmas. like you. I love ketchup. You want your ketchup? On your <laughs> I don't love ketchup that much. I'm, that's kind of crazy. Did you growing up though? I mean, I liked it, but I think they're like, "Oh, he's fat. What's what's his interest? Maybe food." But anyways, well, I don't know how we got to the topic, but. I I said that the the dried crusty bit that's around ketchup bottles is called krelm, and I freaked out. That's gross. That's what it's called. K r e l m. Does there need to be a word for everything? Yeah, but krelm also is applicable to anything that is meant to be, um, a liquid substance, but is instead oh, dried. Okay. So like around a shampoo bottle, it's that's not, krelm. It's not specific to ketchup. No, around <laughs> around a must. Mustard crumb might be my least favorite kind of crumb. I love mustard. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah, but the crumb around it gets flaky and weird. It's at least drier and easier to get rid of. Like ketchup, ketchup is so, like, so spongy. Sticky. Yeah, and it's like hard to get off. Okay, guys, this is and you're listening to Topa Talk, Topa Talk. <laughs> where we talk about crumb. Wait, I want to talk. <laughs> I just wrote the word word adorn on mine. Adorn. I, I want to talk about that. Talk, talk about it. I, I just remember what latent work ethic was. Okay, about. wait. I just remembered. We don't have to get into it, but but go. Doesn't your boyfriend have like latent tuberculosis? <laughs> yes, that's why I thought latent work ethic was so funny. And we made the joke of like I have latent work ethic, like it's there when it's there, but most of the time it's just like it's not. <laughs> That's what that's from. Okay. Why do you like the word adorn? I don't. I don't either. It's not fun to say. I think it's like a, I, like a lot of, I see a lot of businesses using that word or a lot of marketing, like adorn like yourself in our uh, luxury robes or like adorn your house with these plants or I don't know. I just adorn. hate it. So there's my take on the word adorn. I Hot like, take. I like, um, rather than adorn, I like to say, um, deck. Oh, I like drape. Drape, adorn. Deck. Mm. Deck. 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 <laughs> De- Adorn. You your notes really... really slap. I just love your notes. We're, no, I love they your all notes. seem like really sad. Adorn. Genuine. Spring oh, mix. Oh, genuine. <laughs> like your your notes are so fucking wild. Okay, you ready for spring? Wait, let's talk about genuine. Okay, genuine. I was going to say, that's my issue. Do you say genuine or genuine? It depends. Am I talking about the singer of Pony or am I talking about the word genuine? <laughs> I genuinely love genuine. 
You want it? Let's do it. Got it, my <clears throat> pony. I overheard someone be like, "It's a hundred percent genuine," and I was like, <gasps> no, "No, they're saying that incorrectly." No. About- okay, but do you remember epitome and epitome? Oh, well, we-, we that we are saying that wrong. There's not. We never any- address that on here. That's so humiliating. What episode? We'll never we remember sent it what so episode. Hard. But we were like, "Well, it is <laughs> the epitome of sounding so smart." You know we're really dumb. Yes. <laughs> do you know we're so yes. dumb? Yes, and it's my favorite part about oh this. Oh my epitome! It's called. Do you want to know a worse one? Yes. When I was younger, I was making a video with my friend. We were like, do it. We used to just open up her MacBook and make funny videos. Like we thought we were on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. We'd make sketches. We're like in front of the fire, and I was like, things are about to go awry. I thought that's how you said awry. <laughs> Like I'm just dumb sometimes. Yeah, actually, I can vibe with that experience. I think I've I've been Alry. there. Alry. But what? Okay, so what? Let's let's do this. What do you call that kind of auburn, golden, sweet, sticky substance that caramel. you caramel? Don't even dip go there with me. In. How do you call it? Caramel. Caramel. What do you say? Caramel. I don't know what I say. <laughs> I don't. I think in that the moment, one. I think I'm bisexual for phrasing caramel. I'm yeah. bi caramel caramel. I, I'll say it either way, caramel, caramel. What about pea? What What do you call it? Not a walnut, but something you make a pie with at Thanksgiving? Pecan? A pecan. I say pecan. Okay. Pecan Isn't salads. that interesting? What do you call if your mother... I hate the English language. If your mother has a sister, who is she to you? An aunt. 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 I aunt like auntie. Aunt. Auntie? I say aunt. I say aunt, though. Because I wanted to step on them on mm. the sidewalk. That's great. I'm kidding. I like some of my aunts. <laughs> the others, you can go book. The others, I'm going to take a magnifying glass on a summer day. Oh, my God. Have you ever done that? That's just torture. No, I've never done that. I've done it maybe to like a non-living object just to see what happened. What happened was. On Survivor, when they need to make a fire, someone will take off their glasses and do it. And I think that that's clever. That show's using, still going. I can't believe I've, I've applied to that so many times. Um, I think we can lump a couple of our topics together here. Yeah. Ojai Avenue under attack and Ojai transplants. <sighs> I think we can loop I it all. I have to tell you something. Mm. I was at the car wash yesterday and I was like a very reputable source was also getting their car wash. Which I'm looking at. Like it's. In my front yard. Not that car wash. I went to Ojai Springs. I got, I just like thought I'd live it up. I thought I'd live it up and let someone else wash my car for once. Wow. I know. You know me. You see me once a week washing my car. Yeah. I I just felt like treating myself to the the real car wash. Just sitting around awkwardly. Tipping people, helping their (laughs) job. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. But here's what. Thank you for your service. And they recycle their water. So I think it's a better choice. It's just expensive. But I was sitting there. And a very reputable source was getting their car washed. And they started telling me all kinds of Ojai tea. And I was just sitting there taking notes. Can we spill it out right now? Let's spill it. I'm not going to say who the source was, but know that I believe them. Because they're very involved in the buildings of things in Ojai and the permits of things in Ojai. I'm upset to report. I am upset. I want to know what your thoughts are. Apparently, we have like three new hotels in the making, two of which will be on Ojai Avenue. Um, I heard, and these are all rumors, allegedly the Oaks is being bought by like a major... Ho- like a Hilton or something? No, but a major business person who's really turning it into something and turning it into 
Right. I mean, that's hard because it's on Ojai Avenue. I feel like Ojai Avenue needs to be sacred. It's going to be a nightmare to get down on Ojai Avenue. Is it not already? We but don't go I'm through saying. town on the weekend. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of ridiculous. And then furthermore, I'm learning that, you know, where Chaparral School is. Yeah. I heard a rumor that they're building in order to build this hotel. I don't think the one at the Oak. I think a different hotel. They're going to have to build housing as well. And they're building housing where Chaparral is. I have heard that. And I think that's odd for Ojai Avenue. It's low income housing, but that's not my concern. My concern is housing in general right there. Like mass housing on Ojai Avenue. Where on the East End? No, Chaparral is right across. It's right next to the skate park. That's downtown. Yeah, I know. But like where can the housing be? Like There at Shop. That's where's the, the rumor. Where's the lot? Right next to Ojai? They're going to get rid of shop and put housing there. Yeah, That's I've heard the that. rumor. I've heard that. I've heard that. Housing on Ojai Avenue? I don't think. And you know who? Oh, and then I heard. I heard that it was a hotel, <clears throat> though, not housing. I heard that they're trying to put in a Wally's, which is like a steakhouse <laughs> in Beverly Hills. <laughs> like a Beverly Hills steakhouse, hoity-toity. They're putting that in Ojai, too. Well, the trend Good in Ojai. God. At least the trend on Ojai Avenue, I will say, because... There's a lot of other places to go to, but um, the trend in Ojai Avenue is not for Ojai locals. People no. who live here don't enjoy Ojai Avenue. Like that one time I went out and got a beer with you was like the only time I would walk down Ojai Avenue. And people who live in Ojai are not enjoying Ojai in general because of all this. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you go to a restaurant in Ojai and like no offense, guys, but like <laughs> they they price things like you're sitting out at Nobu or something or like with oh the most God. gorgeous view with the best service ever with the best quality food and it's like I think the food in Ojai is fine but the pricing is for people in LA and so it's like how are we as locals supposed to support a small business no. on the weekdays when they're priced so outrageously no. the stores out here are insane sorry I don't want to get a small topa salad and a mango iced tea at Cafe Emporium and pay $50 for yeah, it that's the, crazy the retail shops are almost impossible to go to here as well like what I do just, you even buy it's there just, yeah it's, you go to like home furnishings and things are thousands of dollars they're not focused on the locals they're focused no. on the tourists and so it's just it's it's an interesting well, it's a, experience it's a chicken or the egg situation how do we focus on the locals and still have a nice economy that tourism brings in so it's tough we're in a tourist town it just blew up because of covid way faster than do you it know was. what it is i've lived here my whole life we've always been a tourist town the tourists are just a little different now yeah and more plentiful and more plentiful yeah secrets out not necessarily nice I think it goes to say, like, I would say 85% of them are lovely humans, and it's that 15% that just ruin everything. Well, here's what. You have to think of yourself. They're they're here to get away. We do live in a getaway. Yeah. We live in a we getaway live an hour town. away from LA. Like, I'm sorry. I get what they want. Don't be naive. But at the same, <laughs> I get what they want, and I'm actually not even, like, upset with the tur- tourists. I'm upset with all these, like, rumors of things, like being built and just overcrowding Ojai Avenue and kind of like changing the flavor profile of what this town is mm -hmm. with this like we have like a New York gelato shop that just opened up next to the vegan place did you hear about that Sanders and Sons is that what it's called yeah they're from Ojai though they are yeah I heard that they're from Brooklyn oh I don't know I know they've been living here for at least five years though I don't think that that's the same one. I think okay. we're thinking of different ones. Sanders and Sons, they sell a beacon. Mm-hmm. 
I think we're thinking of different ones. Okay. I think I'm speaking of a rumor, maybe. Well, okay. So this brings up my topic. I've been like thinking more and more about it because it's obviously just such a fucking talking point in Ohio constantly. Like locals versus people, transplants, like locals versus tourists. Like there's so much angst and annoyance and it's all over social media and just when you talk to a local it's like mm-hmm. on the tip of everyone's tongue always yeah like god there's it's just so busy oh it's changing so fast and like so many people are moving in and stuff and mm-hmm. i definitely feel for people that have like grown up here their whole lives like for you in the last 20 years like your town has changed so much and that's jarring it's and crazy. it's scary and you yeah. want to protect what you loved about it growing up and stuff and change is really hard i think as a transplant it's like in my place Um, actually my coworker Callie and I talk about this a lot. Um, I think people like deserve to be where they are, you know, like, yeah. but at the same time, like, I think part of my privilege is because I think about all the time in my, like, I'm a transplant, you know, and what does that mean? And do I deserve to be here and all that stuff? And the way I think about it is like, my privilege has brought me here. I had the privilege to leave my hometown. Mm hmm. And live where I felt comfortable and where I wanted to live. That's a privilege that like most people in the world don't have. Right. A lot of people can't just pack up their bags and move a town over even. Right. And so I like recognize that in myself. And also I'm recognizing that Ojai has, well, not recognizing. I know that Ojai has a limited amount of resources and limited housing. Mm -hmm. That means that for me to be here, someone who grew up here can't be. Because they That's can't not a fair way to look at it. It is a fair way because they can't afford to live here, but I can pay the rent. So th- I'm driving the market because I'm able to pay the rent. Here's what I think, if I may, as an Ojai local, my family's been here since like the 60s. Mm-hmm. We, like I'm like, Ojai, Ojai. The way I look at it is growing up, you could ask anybody I grew up in. You could ask my parents when they were teenagers growing up here as well. You want to leave Ojai to experience the world. And then you usually come back to settle down and have a family is usually the way that it had always worked. I don't really know how it works now with that. I have to say, though, this Ojai local versus Ojai transplant vibe, to me, feels very like, do some of these Ojai locals understand that we're not enough fraternity and we don't need to haze (laughs) these transplants and make you earn your right to live here. Yeah, how long can I live here before I feel like I can be comfortable? <laughs> I mean, my friend Jennifer, who's an Ojai transplant as well, I made her, after Topol, yeah. <laughs> lay in the middle of Signal Street and Ojai mm-hmm. Avenue in the middle of the night. We laid down at where they usually do the Mandala. And I was like, yeah. you're an Ojai local now that you've laid down on this intersection at night and like waited for a car to run you over. That feels like a very teenage Ojai thing to do when we were bored growing up. But the truth is, we're not, we're not, I I don't think we're like a cult or like a fraternity where we have to be so like, we're locals. Okay, well then, and then what? We're all going to be inbred? Like, come on. Like, do it you just, know what I mean? It it's does, very It does bizarre. feel weird. It's like, you're new here. You're new here. Yeah. How dare you bring a beautiful coffee shop into what used to be a Karos. Thank oh you for God, doing that. Oh my God, the Karos. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's things that, there's things like, if you are coming here as a transplant and you're enhancing the lives of the locals, awesome. Way to go politically. That's great. You're going to look great. If you are a um, transplant and you come here to enrich the lives of other transplants and you don't consider locals by maybe, I don't know, putting a Beverly Hills steakhouse in the middle of downtown Ohio that yeah. no locals can afford. Or but a LA specialty boutique can. that like a pillowcase is $300. Are you kidding me? <sighs> exactly. But to look at the bright side of things, if people go to Wally's, if these... If these 
um, LA people go to Wally's for dinner, then maybe they'll free up space at the places us locals actually enjoy. Word. Tea. And that's what I have to say on that. I love you, Stephanie, and I think that you are the definition of what an Ojai transplant should strive to be, which is focus on the small businesses of Ojai and support them. Make a fucking podcast to support the local <laughs> businesses of Ojai. And um, I think you're doing everything right. Yeah. If you're going to come in here, like bring the community up. Right. Don't create a boutique that only caters to people that are from L.A. <laughs> in the field. <clears throat> Anywho. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but it's fine. Were you thinking it? Of course. Um. Oh, God. So many notes from our night out. What else? It says, oh, are we making first... enemies on this podcast? No, I have anxiety. Oh, I don't have anxiety. I think okay. it's just an interesting conversation. And please, like, let us know your thoughts. I'm the transplant. <sighs> Ode, oh, Cody's the local. But there's obviously different thoughts on it. Why like, don't we ever fuck with that angle? Why don't we use that as a selling point of why we're a good podcast and good dynamic? <laughs> Let's that sell you're ourselves. a transplant and I'm a local. But yeah. And so, like, get in on the conversation. I'm curious more about, like, how you actually feel. Because I see, like, silly memes go around, but I'm like, how do you actually feel? And what does it actually those mean memes, to you? I'm like, I'm like, that hits. That is correct. And then other memes, I'm like, oh, you're being a little harsh. <laughs> but you know, that's memes are an art form. And if they want to express <laughs> themselves via memes, then I support that. And I love that. And I, it's a riot. It's a crack up. That it page is, is great. Up. We all know the page we're talking about, but we're not going to name drop it because they scare me. I don't want them to say anything mean about me. They're not listening. They're not listening. And um, they've never even heard of who I am. They don't know us. They don't know us <laughs> at all. Um, our first meet and greet was that at Topa. It's so funny that we have notes. I call it a meet and greet. Nobody <laughs> came. <laughs> no, we just saw people we know, and we and called like, it's it a meet, and, meet greet. and greet. Officially, it's a meet and greet. Do you guys want us to do a meet and greet? I'm just kidding. I'm going to kill myself. Up? Who would show up? <laughs> like Kaylee and Blair, probably. Kaylee would like write in. Yeah. She'd be like, is it after three o'clock in the afternoon? I can't make it. No, it's like a beacon line meet Blair and greet. Blair would show up via Zoom. It'd be the strangest meet and greet. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd host a meet and greet at Beacon if we got free coffee. Okay. When don't we get free coffee? Okay. When don't we? Oh, my God. Well, you're trying very hard, but you're working on yourself, the notes say. Trying so hard working on myself i don't know guys i'm i'm are weird. your notes okay am i well are your notes my like notes are all help? really like weird um i don't know i just do you ever just feel like you're putting so much pressure on yourself constantly like asa tells me that i'm so like analytical of every move i make and so self-reflective that yeah. i don't know how beneficial it is but i'm working really hard on like i feel like i'm in this transitional period um, with like understanding myself and others better and it's really cool and I love the human experience and like observing it and yeah trying to understand it better and being a better sounding board for other people like I'm all about complaining okay don't get me wrong I love to complain love to be like that was weird why'd they do that you know or like that's suspicious that's suspicious that's weird <laughs> that's weird I love that video it's so good that's uh, suspicious uh, that's weird that's weird and so then I'm challenging myself more and being like well why did I get a negative reaction from this or why did that person rub me the wrong way and then I'm learning more and more that my reaction to others has so much more to do with my personal insecurities and defending my own way of life that mm -hmm. when I see another way I like come to it with judgment first and yeah. I'm trying to like really catch myself and come to people with more understanding 
and it's helping me understand myself yeah. more. But I don't know. That's my take on that. I think it's good. I think it's a communication thing and a communication within communication isn't always verbal. Communication yeah. is sometimes something that you sit and process things a certain way. And yeah, I completely agree. I think that's a really, I think that's actually a sign of maturity. Thank you. I do. And I think that even 80 year old people might not have that kind of maturity. <laughs> I'm working on that too. In fact, how am I going to word this? Because this is a, this goes along with this where I, I had to communicate because I took something completely the wrong way and it could have been a disaster and I was triggered and I was really, okay, I have a friend who lives up north and uh-huh. they usually, they live up, <laughs> they live up north. Mm-hmm. It's not Emily. It's okay. Like a, it's like, a, it's a sex friend. <laughs> okay. I have a friend who lives up in the Bay Area and um, he is like, he usually comes down every now and again, but he's staying in Carpinteria. Oh yeah, I know the I know who you're talking about. Okay. And we were like texting because he's back, and we were like texting and stuff about hooking up. And <laughs> um, he was like, I don't know if I'm in the mood. I'm like, that's okay. And he and he responded, he goes, he goes, I'm not gonna lie, you're definitely fat, and I just can't imagine like driving all the way because of that. And I was like, whoa, okay. And I like sat there and I was like triggered like, whoa, I'm like too fat to fuck. I'm like, that sucks. Like, whoa. And that really hurt me. And it was really triggering. And I rather than mean like, fuck you, don't say that to me like in starting a fight. I responded, did you intend to hurt my feelings when you said I'm definitely fat? You know, just to see like, what was your intention by saying that? I got a phone call. I got 10 text messages because I went in the shower after to like chill. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I came out of the shower to a phone call and like 10 text messages. It was autocorrect. He meant to say you're definitely far like from Carpinteria and I don't feel like driving all the way. Oh, my God. And I'm Good like, job. thank God that we communicate that because I was feeling so awful. He's like, I never want to. I am so you do, I do not think it, like, oh, my God. It was so sad. Yeah. Wow. What a fucked up autocorrect. But thank God. That's why you have to communicate and you can't just like go on the defensive immediately. And I was like, oh, my insecurities just really just. Yeah. So. Yeah. And part self-reflection of- and understanding like I'm I was like, I'm being triggered right now. This is this is really shitty. Why would he say this? This doesn't seem like something he would ever say to me. Why would he say this? Yeah. And you trusted your instincts and just like posed a question instead of yeah. freaking out. So I think like my trigger response in the world, like the way I show up is hyper vigilant. Like mm-hmm. I'm hyper vigilant. I'm hyper aware. I observe people way too. Like I'm aware of, I've, people will jokingly be always be like, how'd you notice that? And I'm like, how did you not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I've always taken like, and that's a, that's definitely like a trauma response. And so everything, and I grew up watching it and like unfold. <laughs> so I just, it was like learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I've always just taken everything so personally and like so self-centered and and I've learned over, you know, just being alive that like most people aren't vindictive. Most people aren't trying to actually hurt you. Right. Most people are either protecting themselves, came up with the wrong words, felt too comfortable that you didn't ever set a boundary with them. So how would they have known like all the people yeah. aren't psychic? People aren't psychic yeah. and people aren't. um you're not the star of someone else's show. 
I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You're the star of this show, baby. I just feel like everywhere I go, people are just waiting for me to show up. So I don't know what you're talking about. Do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Callie's day will be much better when I show up to work later. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I think um, I'm very famous, which is delusional. <laughs> I think I'm the most famous person on earth. Amazing. It's so delusional. I'm uh, aware. It's At least I know it's delusional. How do you feel when like someone... We talked about this actually before, I think. When someone who isn't in our like what we would consider our targeted audience listens to the podcast, like how does that make you feel? Like who? Like there's this, uh, I don't know how to explain it. What, I feel well, like first I'm of gonna... all, who's our target audience? Do you think? I don't know. Okay, so I would say this is gonna be offending. I feel like why? Well, because like we have well, outliers, don't obviously. Me, don't don't speak ill of our listeners. No, of course not. I would never. I would just say, you know, anywhere between eighteen and fifty. Okay. I feel like that's a good range usually target audiences are much more content no, i know but we're like a local <laughs> podcast so i True. feel like it's kind of you know people tune in for different reasons okay i get surprised when people that are not an ohio local or fuck with ohio ever yeah listen yeah that surprises me yeah you're right but i think i i have a lot of friends who are just right from northern california that listen that have like never even been here but um that's true and then um, mostly female, I would say. I would say mostly female. Mostly female. Yeah. Um, and so at the at the bar I work at, there's this like older guy who just seems like very heterosexual. Like just what? Is it a previous guest of ours? No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. And he comes up and he's like, I think I'm all caught up on Topo Talk. And Shut it like up. and it totally takes me by surprise or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, I think I've talked to him before. Just pretend like you know who he is. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's so sweet. And um it makes me anxious though. I was telling Bridget that I come on this podcast and drop down every wall I've ever had and I talk about sex and I talk about everything, you yeah. know? And it's like and then when people come up, anybody actually, when anyone comes or admits they listen to the podcast, I always say, Oh my god, I'm sorry. Do you? <laughs> That's the first thing that comes up. No. Say thank you instead. No, I know. I know. I say thank you I and know. stuff, but I'm like, I try to think, I'm like, what episodes have you listened to? And like how much, like, you know so much about me that you, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You just put it out there. Yes. I mean, it's literally, I mean, it's part of the fun for me, at least. I like to think that it's like we're writing in a diary every day <laughs> and we just leave that diary out Open. on our front porch and we're like, if anybody happens to drop by and read this. That's kind of fun and risky, but when you are faced with the fact that somebody references something in the podcast or someone mentions that they listen or someone asks a question that was mentioned in a podcast, I'm always like, whoa, you listen. That's cool. It's awesome. But I'm also like the sheer anxiety of like, mm-hmm. so, you know, so, so you know much. <laughs> I went to a family gathering uh-huh. on the day before Mother's Day, my dad's side of the family who I don't see all that often. Yeah. They're lovely. <clears throat> and my aunt, not one that I was going to step on her, <laughs> the magnifying glass. I love this aunt. She's cool. But my aunt was there <laughs> and she is, I would say, straight laced, mm-hmm. very straight laced, very accepting, loving, kind. Like, I can't say enough good things about yeah. her. But the fact is, she's very straight laced and um, respectful. And she's, yeah, and great. So you could imagine when she's like, mentions like certain things in my podcast she's like I was listening to your podcast and we listened to the one um where you where you guys were were smoking marijuana and I was like oh <laughs> oh oh okay. 
And, you know, she and I had great conversations that night because we kind of didn't agree on things, but in a really cool way. Yeah. Where she's like, she's team Royals and does not like Megan and Harry. And okay. we had a full on oh, talk wow. about that. And it was respectful. She That's was like, fun. you know, she read a book that one of like Trump's advisors wrote. And I'm like, that's amazing that he's literate. Like, it's like, crazy he could write a book. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, it's just, we had cool conversations. Wow, that's so shocking. Um, it's just, we had cool conversations. And yeah, I just think it's interesting with people you wouldn't expect. Yep. I wouldn't say she's in our demographic. I would say our demographic is more liberal. Yeah, but let's not put ourselves in a box. Let's, let's not put let, ourselves yeah, in a box. Anyone, come on, come let's on. Let's not put ourselves in a box. <laughs> um, I don't okay. want to put. I don't want to put our listeners in a box either. No, you guys are. Amazing you guys are all different. different in your own way, and we appreciate <clears throat> anybody that puts us in our ears. Oh, Do you that- think anyone hate listens to us? Like listens to us to. Hate, hate, hate. Like some people look we, at Instagrams of people they don't like just to be like, ugh, what are they up to now? We have to annoy people. I mean, I annoy myself, so it's we all good. We have to annoy people. We have to. We have to. If have we annoy to. you, will you write in? Please let Can us know. Can we have you on? Oh my God, we're annoying. Are no. you a foe of the show? <clears throat> you know how people have friends of the show? Yeah. If you're a foe of the show, let me Reach know. Reach out. Um, okay, so we got an email from someone that we're going to do some more investigating on, but it's so cool. Oh my God. They that moved was so away cool. from Ojai and they listen and it helps them stay connected to the community. We have another young woman in England who listens to us. No, we don't. Oh yes, we do. Yeah, Taco Tuesdays. Ta- Taco Tuesdays. And it's so cool. We posted it on Instagram, but our last episode, we were wondering how people with a British accent say tacos. And then Taco. she lives in England. She doesn't have a British accent, but she got all her friends to like Snapchat video and she made this little video of us of them all saying taco and it was so funny one girl was like is that what you want would that make you happy i was like their humor the is that, so funny they're so funny the one that really got me was the one that said i don't think i've ever taco. said taco i don't think i've ever said taco my heart broke blair brady immediately reached out to me and was like that is it's unacceptable <laughs> no it wasn't it was unacceptable she just i don't think us as Southern California people and Blair being Latina as well. I don't yeah. think you could ever even imagine never uttering the word taco. taco. But it was probably the first word I ever said, taco. I know. And you know, okay, so I worked at TJ Fridays, which is like a nationwide chain. Uh-huh. And you can transfer anywhere. Like it's so cool. I yeah. transferred jobs, whatever. I mean, I'm talking about it like it's a great job. But <laughs> so what you're saying is they're hiring that they're looking for enthusiastic new employees to fill positions. Do you now. like flair? Do you <laughs> Do you thank the Lord Jesus Christ every week when it is Friday? <laughs> okay, okay. Oh my god. So the thing about it is you can transfer. So we always had like Midwesterners or Do you like to travel the world <laughs> while opening up franchises? Have you seen the movie? cocktail with tom cruise <laughs> is he working at tj fridays the, the tj fridays bartenders trained him how to do the like um our tj's teach fr- i had to <laughs> i had to do these competitions as a bartender where you like threw the bottles around no working you at tj fridays yeah i quit the day before what song i didn't even do it what I, song would you do if you had to do it now oh my god run around sue what's that song <laughs> Sing it. Dion and the Belmonts. Sing it. I can't. I'm so bad Come at this. You know I'm so bad at this on care. the spot. Sing it. Um, give me the tune. I, I know. Can you give me a second to think about it? I'm sorry. I hate Continue being on story. the spot. I'm you know sorry that, that I, I interject so often you always in stories. Do that. I know. Um, 
anyways, so these Midwesterners <laughs> always come in and stuff from all over the place, and they don't understand avocados. They what think they're they disgusting. Think? They don't understand why we would eat them. I just got chills. How rude. I know. And they always are like, like why is it on member. everything? <laughs> why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? You know, I didn't grow up in an avocado family. I did. We did not fuck with it growing you up. You guys, we've been putting avocado on bread and butter for decades. When they came out with avocado really? toast for 15 bucks, I was like, wait, this is what I used to eat with dinner every night. <laughs> I We never fucked with it. And um, in like seventh grade, I became really good friends with the guy that um his family owned an avocado ranch on the 150 yes and so that's when avocados are really um came into your life so people i've heard, <laughs> heard from multiple people i don't say it right how do you say avocado 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 I say, see i say avocado how do I say it? Avocado. Av- Avocado. I'm right in between. I kind of, <laughs> I, that's, with most words, I'm right between of like, what accent is he speaking in? Av- <laughs> avocado. Hey, I say avocado. Avocado. And how do you say avocado? Avocado. Avocado? Yeah. Avocado? I don't know. And how do Wikipedia. You say I hey, just give up on the, all the pronunciations. Hey, British girls, British girls, will you do us a solid and send us a video of that? Of it's going to be, all a, saying it's gonna be a lot like taco. Avocado. Avocado. No, that's not how they talk. That's more Australian. That's like Nicole Kidman. Avocado. What do you want to talk about? You, you broke mean? someone's dick? I want to hear about that. Oh, speaking of listeners. So a guy I hooked up with um, years ago wrote to me and said that he has been listening to the podcast which is so nice Aww. i broke his dick he, th- he thought it'd be a funny end story of, to end tell of the story I, well yeah i don't <laughs> think i actually broke it but i did send him to the hospital really mm-hmm. how many years ago was this uh four or five four or five four or five four or five years and it was someone you consistently hooked up with we hooked up a few times okay lovely nice guy very nice. But yeah, um, I, I tried to hop on top and I um, broke his dick. Hop on pop. Um, I tried to hop on pop. And did you help with really... the medical bills? No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't tell me till after. Oh, really? Yeah, he so didn't tell me till after. So you left and then he went to the hospital. He came to my house. Oh, my bad. He came bye. to my house. Is that, the, is that, your, is that your gig? Uh, yeah, I prefer yeah. that. I, I prefer guys to come over to my house. Other people's houses feel. Um, I'm. You know what I'm concerned scary. about. I'm. I'm not speaking about this guy. He would never do this to me. Um, hidden cameras. Oh. That's a thing. Yeah. It's yeah. a thing. Yeah, they make those. I'm sure. Well, people could. You just hide your phone in a blanket. In people a stuffed animal. It. People will do it. Yeah, but anyways, his dick was fine. I didn't even know you could break a dick. Apparently. Yes. Sure. Well, he had to go the he I guess he went to the doctor to like check it out after. Did he get an MRI? I don't know. I didn't really follow <laughs> an up. An x-ray? I didn't really There's follow not a bone up in there. about it. I felt bad. He's such a nice guy. I hope his dick is okay. We hope your dick's doing well. Yeah. Um, great. So let's just add that to my resume of reasons why I'm probably not good in bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus. I mean we You guys, I've been re-listening to the jungle cats. Um, I don't know. Talk I've never talked about the Jungle Cats on the podcast. I want to give the Jungle Cats the respect they need because I have questions about them, <clears throat> but I really we, have to pee. So can wow, we, can we, we take a quick break and yeah. then talk about the Jungle Cats? Absolutely. And I need to get the tune of Run Around Soon in my head because I'm so mad okay. at myself. Okay. I think I'm actually going to attempt to not sing on the podcast this episode. Oh, <laughs> you just played me. What's wah, it called? Run Around wah, Betty Sue? Run Around Sue by Dion and the Run Belmont. Around Soon. Yeah. That's your bartending song. I think it's a bop. Oh, 
Mine would be pour some sugar on me. <laughs> yes, I know. That's like your love favorite. Love is like a bomb, baby. Come Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee had that on a playlist recently. I and love you it. Were Lost my mind. All time favorite song. When I, my funeral, I want to be buried to that song. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bring you down in it. Kay- Kaylee's going to get buried to Booty Bounce. Let me see you. I, I've said it a million times. I don't want to be buried. I want to be yeah. scattered. I know. Okay. I yeah. We know your we know your death plan. We know my your death funeral plans. plan. It's on the podcast. And my only future episode. plans are my funeral <laughs> plans. That's the only thing I plan for. Hey, hey um, listen. I want to talk about the jungle. Oh cats. yeah, the jungle cats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we interviewed the jungle. Melissa and I interviewed the jungle cats season one. It's my boyfriend's band. I'm talking hey, about all you it. Hey, cool cats hey, and kittens. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. But they used to play all the time and have consistent band practice and i used to go to their shows all the time and dance around and be silly they played at the saloon they played at um the deer lodge but they're from long beach and i was re-listening to their music recently and just like re-falling in love with it and feeling so nostalgic for live shows and running yeah. around and jumping around and my hot boyfriend on stage yeah of course it's so much fun before asa were you hot for musicians um, or did he ignite something in you I mean, who I, I've always been hot for anyone who's good at something. Oh, really? Like, whatever it is that you're good at, like, I think that's hot. If yeah. you're great at your job, that's hot. If you're good at, like, making wood sculptures, <gasps> that's hot. Wood turning? That's hot. <laughs> like, people who are passionate yeah. and, like, have a skill, that's and apply hot. apply their passion to their skill. That is hot. That is hot. But there's something that people go really wild about musicians. It's so hot. After like Ace's Mayer. shows, I would like run up to him and make out with him would for you? multiple reasons. Yeah. Hot. Because, um, yeah. I mean, he's hot. I'm number one. Ace is hot. You're, and, like, did you other ever little, flash him from the audience? Other little girlies would go and run up to them. So I'd have to go, you know, like piss on him basically. Listen. Listen here. It's about to be a jungle cat fight if you're not careful. So anyways, they have three original albums. If you're a listener and you love me personally, not Cody, um, oh my God! I wonder which listeners like me or you more. That's awesome. I, we should find out. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> no, because no, you shouldn't. would win. Like that's tenfold. not necessarily true. <laughs> Wait, I think our I listeners love, love us together. I love that answer though. Like, mm, no, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like no. That's I'm the sure truth. not all of them would pick me, Stephanie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wait, that's like asking our parents to pick our favorite, their favorite child. And we they can't have may one. do that to our listeners. They have one. They though. have one, and they would never tell us. You know that <laughs> they would never tell us. Uh, what's PMA all day, baby? Oh, positive mental <clears> attitude. <throat> that's been my new thing. Remember, oh, wow. we're talking about like work, um, things that we tell ourselves at work like yes. you said just show up yes i will tell myself i'll like i'll PMA. be i'll be like pma all day baby that's what i'll say <laughs> i'll say it out loud to myself because i'm like getting that positive mental attitude <clears throat> it's from um the uk version of drag race there's a drag queen called bimini bamboo lash and she talked like this and she someone's having a hard time and she goes you need to just have that pma i feel like i've heard it you've before. heard it I've and, seen the, it or and he goes what's the pma and she goes positive mental attitude and he goes get fucked no, he didn't. Because yeah. he's like, shut up. Don't tell me to be positive right now. I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, I was going to say some toxic positivity there, but I'm I'm for it. Some PMA. So I tell myself PMA, Cody, PMA, PMA, PMA. Yeah. I um I like to call it out. I, that's what I've been doing lately. Like a guest the other day. I'm such a bad employee. Okay. But I'm not. Don't say that. Um, No. Someone the other day was like, how are you? And I was like, I have an attitude. <laughs> to a guest? Yeah. Or I mean to a customer? Yeah. Listen to me, I'm brainwashed. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> Literally, I it's know. so bad. No, they were sitting at the bar and he obviously like was, he thought it was funny, but I was like, yeah, I kind of have an attitude. I need to lose it. I need to get over it. Like 
it's not serving anyone. It's not helping me. It's not helping you. As a bartender, you're entitled to have these kind of conversations with the clientele. Yeah. They love it. And um, just usually when I call it, when I call it out, you know, when I say a spade's a spade, I, my attitude starts turning around instantly because it sounds so dumb. I'm like, I have an attitude. Yeah. And I'm annoyed. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, how's that going for you? Not right. well. <laughs> right, right. So it helps me turn that around. I like that. I think it's... <sighs> we're all... We're trying our best, guys. I've reached a new p- a new level. I remember when we were like, we're stressed because this is coronavirus is starting. We're tired of there being political warfare. We're tired of there being social injustices. We're tired of coronavirus now picking up again. We're tired of retired. You know what? We're tired of talking about coronavirus. I'm tired of talking about how tired I am of coronavirus. <laughs> the fatigue has reached the fatigue like has full le- pinnacle. Reached. We were in Dante's, what's it, Dante's Inferno. Is there like the seven rings of hell or something? Yeah, we're at the bottom. We're, we're like, I'm tired of talking about how tired I am of talking about how tired I am of the coronavirus. I'm like, oh my God. Hey, what do you think of um, the CDC saying no more masks for people who are vaccinated? I think that um, post by President Biden was fucking whack. I don't He's think whack. I don't think he should Biden have posted that. Whack. I don't think the CDC should have posted that because here's the thing, guys. And this is what's so frustrating to me. And so like <clears throat> people are so stupid and dumb. Like, OK, so a huge issue that I would say the right has is big government. OK, <laughs> they hate big government. They don't want the big government telling us, us what to do. OK, <laughs> and so now we have like we have local laws, right? We have local mandates. We have california federal whatever we have small local mandates and ojai has a mask mandate okay that's small government making decisions for their citizens right so the president biden cdc posts this stupid shit that says you don't have to wear a mask when you're outside okay or like when you're because they want the glory of being like during my presidential term i've i've abolished the masks and there's no explanation like okay there's local mandates that you still need to respect so people were just coming in like we don't have to wear a mask anymore. And not even vaccinated. local, business by business. It's like no shirt, no shoe, no service. You would have to honor that if you go in somewhere mm-hmm. and they have a sign that says that. If there's a sign that says that you have to wear a mask, that's a small business's right to to enforce that. Just like they would make you wear a shirt if you were... I just... So yeah, it was just a little frustrating so because it gives... And also, they posted that with absolutely no guidance. No guidance. No like, county. What, the what co- does that mean? It was I think, jarring. I think the counties even were like, I don't even know. Like, there's not enough time. Mm. And as someone that's like working in, has been working with people this entire time and having to consistently, it's it's exhausting. I'm scientists, so sick of it. Scientists, governors, and um, local governments are very upset with the CDC and Biden for this jarring announcement. And, and I agree. And it's just a lot of this stuff <sighs> is contradictory. People are exhausted. Like, it yeah. no longer bothers me when I see people not wearing masks. I mean, I'm done being bothered. I'm done being bothered. It reminds <laughs> me, I'm done being bothered by it because I'm like, okay, myself, my loved ones, my grandma are vaccinated. Yeah, that comes from a place of privilege. Like, that that's what a, people don't that understand. That comes from a place of privilege. You're right. Can I be privileged for a moment? Can I just say how I've been feeling? I understand this is going to sound privileged. Of course. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. But Call yeah, me out of course. On it. Of course. Please. But because everybody in my life that I love is like vaccinated and ready to roll and healthy and safe. You're chilling. I just see people not wearing masks and I go, okay, what are you going to do? You see, you see, you know, you see like when, when one of Kaylee's kids are just like hitting themselves or doing something stupid because they're bored. <laughs> I'm like, don't do that. That's going to, that's going to hurt. Or like, stop eating those grapes. You're going to literally shit yourself until you die. <laughs> like if, if you eat that entire bag of grapes and 
I warn them twice not to do it, and then they keep doing it. At well, at some point, I think, okay, all right, that's on you, kid. Well, yeah, that's on you. So I see people not wearing masks. I'm like, that's on you at that point. But please be respectful of businesses or local communities guidelines because otherwise just find a different business to go to if you don't like their rules yeah because at the end of the day someone told me the other day well i'm a i am a resistor not a conformer so i really don't need to um these so i really don't need to to do this and And i I just want to be like well i really need to make a paycheck and you're getting in the way of that so i'm gonna have to ask you to leave like i don't know what else to say okay (laughs) i just i want to get paid and i don't want to like deal with any shit (laughs) well i'm just like i'm like i've learned to pick my battles with certain things i'm like okay Okay. okay, let's fucking move on. Okay. Um, Go lick a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> Go so for if it. If that makes you... Well, have you heard that that there's like conspiracies now I can't. That, that the people who have vaccinations are now like toxic and dangerous and now they're saying... They're going to wear the mask Wear a mask and keep six feet away from people with vaccines. I'm like, I wish... I'm dying. I wish <clears throat> you would all stay six feet away from me. That would really be The wonderful. irony, the levels to this shit. Um, and wear a mask. I don't want to look at your mathy teeth all the time. <laughs> Did you witness shoplifting at Vons? Oh, that was so sad. Can I talk about this? What's well, in your nose? Yeah. yeah. You have a podcast. You get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like I'm a guest on your podcast. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> I always like ask permission. I feel like I'm the guest. Yeah. I like it. Sure, I'll allow it. Well, it's like I'm in your home. It's your equipment. Your it's your production studio. Oh, mm-hmm. it was really upsetting to watch, and I didn't know what to do. And there was, of course, you think of things that you could do, but I was like, all all of the above would be inappropriate. Um, I went to Vaughn's later at night, around nine o'clock, and after a shift, and um, there was a elderly woman and a little girl. I would say she's about eleven. Um. And they're in the parking lot and they're kind of, you know, like hovering around, you know, looking for maybe cash or, you know, hitting people up. So I start to walk into the store and the little girl goes into the store without the grandma, we'll call her, I guess, Mm -hmm. adult figure. And, you know, she looks like she, you know, has a, she's, looks like she's has a rough life, this little girl. And, um, she is, they provide her a mask because she didn't have one. She said that she left her phone in the store and she needs to look for it. Because we walk in at the same time. And the only reason why she said this is because she had to go ask for a mask for one of the employees. And I just overheard this. So as I'm shopping, I'm seeing this little girl kind of rushing around the store, looking around, kind of like avoiding people real quick. And I just, I noticed her twice just from shopping because she was bolting around the store mm-hmm. look quote unquote looking for her phone i noticed her twice just like stuff things in her hoodie you know like shoplifting and i'm like god that's so sad what i would have loved to do because i'm watching this going this is really sad that her grandma's sending her in there to shoplift and that this is how she's being raised but they don't have a choice well you know what i mean like yeah i don't know their story i moment, don't know their story yeah. but they needed food right and that's what they're getting they're getting food and they were getting what looked like maybe um I don't know, like, like, um, hygienic products, okay. you know, so the <clears throat> essentials, they weren't in there stealing random shit. They needed it. Right. And like, in my head, I'm like, I want to be like, Hey, I'll just buy it for I'll you. I'll buy you. I see your shoplifting. Can I buy it for you? And I'm like, how, how do you approach this 11 year old girl who's already not trustworthy of the world? She's yeah. I can't do that. That's inappropriate. I can't go up and be like, I see that you're shoplifting. She'd freak out. She'd scream. 
well, I wouldn't say it like that, but do you know what I mean? It was such an awkward thing, and, like, I'm, Vaughn's had to, it was at Vaughn's, Vaughn's had to, the people there had to have saw that this was going on. It was so obvious, and they didn't stop her, which was, like, a homie move, but it was all at the same time said, and it's like, what do you do in awkward situations like that where you're like, God. Did you thing. see them when you left? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. It is tough. It was, I was odd. It's not your job to like. I've never witnessed shoplifting like that. Yeah. I'm, I've witnessed shoplifting where, um, or no, I mean like, I don't know if I've ever witnessed shoplifting, but like I was, I really witnessed it and it was like in a kind of, it made me sad first of all, cause these two women were desperate for something. I don't like to see people desperate for goods that I think that everybody should have access to well, i'm just like curious what's going homes. on with like help of ohio the food shelter like maybe i mean it's so hard you can always judge yourself because hindsight is always 2020 mm-hmm. but i mean yeah it's just hard what like, would you have done if you witnessed that i probably would have gone gone out i probably would have gotten cash back and gone out and given them cash and talked to them and talked about resource local resources and asked I them i felt odd as a man wearing a suit yeah that's fine i like, get literally, it as I'm a like, woman I'm in a full suit it's late at night. I'm a man by myself. There are two women by themselves. Yeah, a little 11-year-old girl wouldn't trust you or talk to you. No, and I wouldn't want a man in a suit going up to my knees. Scary. No. It's scary because you would you you are a white man who is in a suit, looks like exactly. a, an authority figure. I wish that there was like a badge I could wear that says I'm gay and cool. <laughs> you could. We should get you a patch. Can I have a badge that says that? So like when I, when I like <laughs> see like someone and I'm like, hey girl, your makeup is amazing. They... No, I'm getting cool. Yeah. Wait, we're supposed to be plugging in Natalie Puglesi's episode. Oh, that's right. We in, we did a great interview with Natalie, the yes. legal babe. She's fantastic. Oh, um, my God. I couldn't say enough nice things about her. It's all in the interview. She is a business attorney. She has a podcast called The Legal Babe Podcast. She has a website where you can get tutorials and step-by-step instructions of how to set up your online business. The Legal Resource Mecca is her website. It's amazing. Um, We interview her. We talk about how she started her business. Let's get into it. Let's hop in. Here's okay. Natalie. Awesome. I'm super excited to have Natalie on the podcast today. Um, she runs another podcast called the legal babe podcast. She's helped me set up my LLC for hand up studios. I felt so lost and confused setting up my business and she made it so simple, so easy, so approachable. Um, she's a lawyer, but she's extremely nice and comforting (laughs) and easy to talk to. And she's not scary. And she takes like the myth away from legal, which I think is a lot of reason why people just don't start is because they're so terrified of, um, having to pay the government a lot of fees. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I said this before, but I'm totally fangirling with you guys. I have been listening to your podcast. I think I started listening last year, like maybe pre-quarantine when Cody just started oh, as your cool. co-host. And I am obsessed with you guys. Thank you for bringing laughter and joy into my life. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. That's the nicest thing ever. Thank you so much. And we're so happy to have you here too, because I think honestly, you are doing a huge service. I know that Stephanie knows you in a different way because she assists with editing your your podcast. Um, so it feels like, I don't know, it feels like we're hanging out with like a cousin because we're all in the same <laughs> umbrella of Hand Up Studios. But 
Also, I feel like you do such a, I, I follow you on Instagram and I think that you do such a service. It's like an active service of all the information. I mean, one of the most informative Instagrams I've ever come across, you know, of course it's about legal things, but it's just so informative and digestible as well. The way that you, you lay everything out is so digestible and informative. Thank you. I mean, I have that process. What's that? What made you start having that process where you thought, I'm just going to give people like bullet points of what they need to know? Well, I mean, if I can be completely honest, I didn't start my legal career as a online business attorney, as a business attorney at all. I was a bankruptcy attorney and I worked for a small firm here in Santa Barbara and the two partners were preparing for retirement. So they let me and another associate go. And I was scared shitless. I had no idea. I was like, what am I going to do? I don't know how to run a business. I've never wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so I really had to figure it all out on my own. And I'm an attorney. And I was like, if this is hard for me to figure out, then this has to be hard for other entrepreneurs, let alone online entrepreneurs where the laws are changing all the time. So I just figured, you know, I, I had a boss that would charge people for consultations and he would like, it was just, he would speak to them in legalese. Like it was just so like an, un, in, it was just not, it was so formal. Like it was awkward to be in those, like to right. shadow those consultations. And I just really wanted to have a business where I could educate people and inform people and give in a way that, that felt good to me in my business, but also was educating other people. And I really, I'm glad that you said that about my Instagram. That's really, that's what I strive. I, I always tell people I have a no fluff Instagram. Like I barely post about personal stuff and every post is save worthy. If you're an online entrepreneur, you can get a ton out of it. And that's, that's really my goal in my business is to kind of demystify and, you know, break down the barriers of what legal is all about. Awesome. And what is your Instagram just for the listeners? It's at Natalie Puglisi. Perfect. And uh, obviously her name will be spelled in the show. So it's easy to find. We're going to be shouting her out. So, and we've been shouting her out. Um, that's awesome. And so when people go to your website, like what, what do you think is like the most valuable thing going on there? Um, I mean, I think for people in terms of value, I have a bunch of legal templates that people can use in their business, again, specifically designed for online entrepreneurs. And it's really easy because they're plug and play, you get all the legal protection, it's better than going on Google and trying to find something on Google and thinking, okay, this looks legal, but you don't really know if it's if it has everything that you really need to protect yourself in it. So I think those are like the most highly valuable things that I have for people because they're on payment plans, they're cheap, they're easy, you can get them set up in like 20 minutes, and then you know you're protected, right? Then you're all done. They're like totally Mm -hmm. necessary too. Yeah, 100%. And we're in a tough state for business. Yeah, totally. California makes it really hard. Yeah, definitely. And just like on all fronts, it makes it hard, like from a tax perspective, from a legal perspective, it's, you know, I, it's, it's challenging being a business owner here, especially, and and then to be in Santa Barbara County, I know you guys are in Ventura technically, but you know, there's like all these little things that you have to do, all these little boxes that you have to check and you don't really realize what all of that entails. And like I said, when I started my business, I had no idea and it's overwhelming, right? It's, you you were like, oh, now I have to figure out this. Then I have to figure out, I'm still like trying to figure out how to pay my quarterly taxes. I have no idea how to do that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. complicated. I'm so inspired by you and um, 
it's funny because it's not, I don't have an online business myself, um, but I have had, I ran a boot camp with my sister years ago and we had a website, yada, yada, everything. And I just was looking through your Instagram thinking, God, I wish this was available to me a few years ago because this would have saved me a lot of stress and anxiety. I've said it before that um, owning my own business is something that would bring me anxiety. It's why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> and um, looking through all of your posts, I was kind of joking with Stephanie this morning. I was like, I felt like looking through, I felt like, oh my gosh, I need to do that. And I was like, wait, you don't have a website. <laughs> like I was like, because it's so, it's so cut and dry. And just, I was, you know, it just, I think it's a really wonderful resource. I found years ago when I was trying to do everything correctly, because I am a rule follower and I do believe in doing things correctly as far as business goes and legality. Um, I found everybody I spoke with to try to help me was very condescending and made me feel so um, inadequate to to do what I was doing. And it was so stifling and it just made me really just want to give up and think this is too scary. This is too hard. What a great thing as more and more people create these online businesses. You've seen Squarespace commercials where they're like, mm-hmm. if you have a website, it's a business, just do it. But there's more to it. And I think that your Instagram is such an eye opener for that. And your services on your website is so helpful with that. It's just, it's, yeah, it's amazing. What do you think is um, the number one thing you wish you would have known while starting your own business that you really share with others? I mean, that that's, well, first off, that's such a loaded question, because I'm, <laughs> I'm just like you, Cody, I did not want to start my own business. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I, it's really literally was not my plan. Like my mom was a nine to fiver. And there was something so romantic about the way that she would get up in the morning and like do her hair and blow dry and put on her makeup. I was like, yes. And mm-hmm. my dad was an entrepreneur. And I was like, I, I was like, no, that looks, <laughs> that looks so complicated. A lot, A lot of work. Yeah. But I wish that I wouldn't, it took me two years to build this business, uh, you know, behind the scenes. And I was just too scared to do anything. Honestly, I, the number one thing that I wish was, was just starting when I was like, before I was ready, right? Like, when I really just had the intuition to start it, when I had that like spark inside of me, I wish I would have just not been scared and done it. And the other side of that is, you know, I'm assuming, and maybe this is like a a grand assumption here, but I'm assuming that everyone that you spoke to was probably male attorneys to try to get your business up and running. And I, it's such a male dominated field. This is such like a boys club to be an attorney, even still, we have a lot of female attorneys, but it's still a boys club. And it's very intimidating coming into a field like that, where you don't get the support. Everybody's out like, you know, my bosses would go out golfing with each other. I golf. I'm like, can I, like, why don't I get invited? It's such a boys club. Yeah. And I think, you know, pushing past that barrier, and this is true in so many different fields where it's a boys club or it's, you know, maybe not like it's a male, female gender thing, but there's some sort of like, you know, preconceived thing that you have to push through and really not letting that affect me as much as it did in the beginning and just knowing like I put you know the work in I'm a badass I can do this just as well as male men can and I can do it in a way that's like not going to be boring or intimidating or dry you know I don't sit at a mahogany desk with all these plaques behind my wall and talk to you in a way that you don't understand anything and 
you know, really being able to push that maybe earlier on in my career and not being intimidated by being in that like male dominated field is, is something that I wish I would have done a lot earlier. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I was looking and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are, you really champion and seem to really focus on uplifting women owned businesses as well and supporting that, which is incredible too, because, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guy, I'm a gay guy. And so sometimes I have a hard time with a male dominated thing too, because I just feel uncomfortable. Can't imagine what it's like to be a woman trying to do that. And so I think that it's great that you offer that service. Have you always had that in the back of your mind or am I totally off base? Do you, do you really try to uplift women businesses and business? Yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. I specifically focus on working with women because like I said, I, I have dealt with this, like, intimidation going into business. And I never want women to feel that way. I always wanted to come from an empowering place and not to say I don't have male clients. I have a ton of male clients and I love them and they're amazing and I will work with men, but I specifically wanted to, to gear my focus towards women because we are badasses and we can do the hard things. And I really just want to come from a place of empowering you know, and, and it's mostly from my own story, not that I don't believe in empowering other genders, races, whatever, but it, that comes from my working from this male dominated field and really pushing past that barrier for myself. And that's why I primarily focus with women, um, just to let them know they can do this and it doesn't have to be scary or intimidating or hard, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Stephanie, your business is like still baby. It's still relatively new. You know, just to see women flourish and and go into like the the sections of the world where it's mostly male dominated, it, that just lights me up. You know. Yeah, and I actually thanks for bringing that up. It's I wanted to speak about at, at least for the listeners to better understand like what your value in my life has actually been because, um, yes, like services are to be paid for. That's definitely a part of doing business with someone. But the ripple effect that you've had on my life has been really impactful and it's been so approachable and comfortable. Like I don't, I can't stress it enough to our listeners. We have a lot of small business owners. We have a lot of people who want to start businesses. Like Natalie is one of the easily, one of the most approachable people that you could talk to about business. I feel like making money for you is a bonus. (laughs) Like it's part of your (laughs) business, of course. Like you are, you're very business minded, but at the same time, like your purpose here is to help people and uplift. Like you introduced me to a woman named Katie Grimes who has a podcast in New Jersey, Anything for Love. And she just sent me three more referrals and we're picking up two clients from it. And it's just insane. It's like, I just feel so taken care of. And uh, like, I feel like I have people who believe in me. And when you refer someone, you do it because you trust them. And I feel, I feel like I trust you. You trust me. It's all been amazing. And it's the ripple effects huge. Like we picked up, I've picked up three extra clients because of you. That's a, that's huge, especially because we're starting small and I want to grow slow. And that's like my goal. So I'm, and I am still baby. I'm super happy with that. But it's kind of, you've really propelled me further than I could have because you speak about manifestation in your podcast and you come, if you come to your business with fear or with an anxiety, like Cody was talking about, you can't reach your full potential because you're too focused or it's in the background noise. And so you've helped strip away those anxieties for me so I can go into my business and just do it well. That's awesome. That really means a lot to me. And I I really appreciate that. Yeah, I... 
for me, it really is like the ripple effect. And I give away like, so I probably should be charging people for a lot of stuff that I don't (laughs) charge people for. But I, I really, it is the ripple effect for me. It's the butterfly effect. I just want to help people. That really is like the base of what I do. And yes, I have to get paid at some point and like earn a living doing it. But you know, it's, it's really important to me to like uplift and support. And, you know, especially if you find that, I mean, that's why I shout you guys out all the time when I listen to your guys's podcast, because if you find something that you love and you find people that are genuine and you just want to support them in any way, then you don't have to throw money at them to do that. Right. You can shout them out on Instagram. You can like their posts, comment on their things, refer people to them, and that's, you know, such an impactful way to, to support people, right? Write a review for this podcast. You guys are kick-ass <laughs> and, you know, support, you know, just support, especially like you guys are local. Ojai, you know, I was born and raised in Santa Barbara. So Ojai has a special place in my heart. And, you know, I, it, not that like, I don't support people that are not local, let's be honest, but there is a little bit something more special when it's someone that's like that close to you, you know, it hits different. <laughs> totally. It, it totally does. Totally. You seem to have a lot of um, support and faith and like, it stuck out to me that Stephanie said that you really believe in her and you believe in her business and you believe in the people that you'd like to help. And essentially, isn't that what you want at the end of the day with your lawyers, them to believe in you and them to, and that's the best way I think that you can get great results with a legal team or a lawyer, no matter what the law is, is for you to believe in them. And I think that it's amazing that you are empowering people. I feel like I should Venmo you for every post I read of yours. It's such <laughs> incredible information that you're giving for free. And like Stephanie said, we have a lot of small businesses that that listen and that we support. And I think that maybe more now than I probably understand there's biz- everything could be a business these days. Literally everything could be a business and everybody's trying to do that, which is amazing. And um, you are, you know, you're just, you're really hurting yourself if you're not following Natalie and reading all of her great advice that she has. To yeah. Offer. Perfect <laughs> example is Friday. My business partner who happens to be my boyfriend, Asa, and I have a full like business development day on Friday planned. And one of them is finishing our website. And instead of being scared, I'm like, you know what? I need to reach out to Natalie. Sorry, I'm telling you now, but I'm like, <laughs> I need to reach out to Natalie and get a terms of agreement thing for the website before we launch it. Because it's like, it's, I'm comfortable with it because it's like, I've been introduced to it and I know that I have someone that I trust that I can just go talk to him and say, hey, what should I do? What's going on? You have a template. Let me pay you. This is how this works. Like, let's so get it. Good. And then I can just put it up and be done. Be fine with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so it's really cool to have that resource. Yeah. And I think a large part of two is like, you know, you bring up a really good point, Cody. You really want someone on your legal team or your financial team or whoever or like podcast editing like I try I know that when I send it to Stephanie like I don't have to worry about it like here it is I don't even look I don't check I don't like I'm just like all right done take care of it I also have you know an online business manager that helps me and she looks too but I don't double check it I'm like I know she's gonna do it I don't worry about it but a large part of that too especially with an attorney is transparency like I had a consult with a girl talking about trademarks and she was working with another trademark attorney and she was just kind of comparing options or whatever. And I said, you know, if you filed this certain application, there is this filing fee that you will eventually have to pay. And she's like, Oh, the other attorney never told me that. And it's not, it's like a hundred bucks, but I'm like, it's important to know. Yeah. And still like, I, even if it's a hundred dollars, if I was working with someone, they're like, Oh, now the filing fee is a hundred bucks. I'd be like, what? I'm sorry. Like, why didn't you tell me that ahead of time? It's not that much money, but 
it's something, you know, and I think, you know, I pride myself on really being honest, you know, with people about whatever, like this potentially could happen, that potentially could happen. This definitely won't happen. You know, it's, I think a large part when people work with attorneys, it's kind of like working with doctors. Like you just kind of really want that transparency from them. You want them to be honest about what, you know, like, what are my odds here? Like, what are we talking about? And that's really important, you know? And manifestation, like Stephanie said, is major for you and which we love here. And I love, you know, um, talking about manifestation and all that. And what you do is, from what I understand, what you do is because you are so transparent and because you just hear the facts, no frills, nothing condescending. This is the truth. This is what it is. This is what you can do. You remove the quote unquote, what ifs from people's heads, which is a dangerous territory to get into when you are constantly manifesting whether you like it or not. When you don't know these answers, and you're going through these what ifs, what if I what if there's something that I miss paying for, then it racks up a fee? What if what if I didn't do that correctly, and I'm going to get charged for it, blah, 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 you remove all that. And so it does help people in a manifestation sense remove all the negativity out of it and just this is what what's going to happen and it's going to be okay as long as you do this and this is how much it's going to cost and it's going to be totally fine yeah definitely and i and i run a large part of my business based on manifestation and my spirituality and there's a there's something too like i know stephanie we talked about this when you got your financial set up like i felt the same way i finally got my financial set up this year and you just like come into your business with a different energy. And that's so important. If you want to look at your business in a specific way, then you got to let the universe know that you're serious about it, right? That you want to be your CEO, that you want to be the CFO, that you are ready to line shit up, right? So that you can call in the clients, call in the kind of cash that you want, right? If you're going to play small, the universe is always going to keep you small. But if you're going to like invest and really step into it, then you're going to call in bigger things in your life. And that's true with business and everything. I told Stephanie when we talked about her setting up all the financial stuff, I'm like, you are literally letting money know that you're responsible enough to have it. <laughs> 100%. And that money's going to come running, mama. Like, My... you know what I mean? I've, I'm, yeah. I love that you are spiritual like that because I am a t- total believer in all that. Me too. Me you too. have to be. It just is what it is. It's just facts, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and it's all these little things, right? Like, it doesn't have to be legal or financial. Like, investing... I, I mean, I can't tell you, like, how much of a pain it was for me to edit my pod. My podcasts are, like, 20 minutes. They're not that long. But every time I record it, then I was like, now I got to edit it. Like, mm-hmm. I just was approaching it in this negative, like, unhappy way. And I was like... And then I... When you shouted out, I actually found out about it from your guys's podcast no surprise there but when you said it I was like this is the universe letting me know that I don't have to treat this area of my business in a way that's negative like I can have the support that I need and my podcast is going to grow because of it because I'm calling in the support and taking that off my plate and I mean it's literally every part of your life not just in business but totally well yeah it gives you the bandwidth to do more which is great so yeah if you have that ability to outsource something it, you you deserve it you're worthy of it and then it opens up more doors for you and that goes totally. with looking for legal advice with your small business that's what you're here for natalie it's hard to do it alone and so thank goodness there's people like you that are so transparent and can help people thank you yeah it's amazing it's been it's i <laughs> really feel like I wouldn't even be where I'm at right now if I didn't have you because you also referred 
me to a local tax attorney and it was so cool talking to her. She came at me the same way with like, I came to her with so much fear and embarrassment and shame. And at the end of that call, I felt comforted, supported, and she gave me resources. Like I felt like it wasn't just, it, she's she's really making sure that I'm taken care of in a way that I can own it. You know, I don't have to come to her with fear. And she did that consultation and we're going to do a six month check-in. And I'm not even sure that I'm going to pay her for my taxes yet. Like she's giving me so many options and it's really cool to be supported by these women that are flexible and that I'm not just a walking dollar sign. And yeah. so it's cool. Like I want to live my business by a design that fits my authenticity and to see you doing it, to see that tax attorney, to see Katie doing it means that I can do it and that I have a space in this realm as well. And it's really, it's really amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Taxes scare the shit out of me too. <laughs> but Natalie, you're amazing. Um, we are going to cut it off here, but so it's Natalie Puglesi on Instagram, the legal babe podcast. You need to listen every time I edit. I'm so excited. I do like most of the editing on your podcast because I'm like, I need to learn. And then if Asa edits, I'm like, okay, what did we learn from Natalie's episode today? And we like break it down and it's really fun. Um, they're super digestible. Like you said, they're like 20 minutes. You just break everything down. You make it simple. You give resources. Um, you do show notes. I don't know. It's super valuable. You can go by episode topic. If you're a business owner struggling with trademarks, she has an episode for that. If you're a business struggling with a copyright infringement, she has an episode for that. So it's like, I don't know. Just Look at you slinging all the legal terms. Look at her go. <laughs> Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. You are such a blessing for the small businesses in this community and the people that are inspired to start them. So thank you so much for being who you are and doing what you do. And we appreciate you. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity to be here. I love you guys. And I really appreciate it. And next up, like, we're going to be on your podcast. <gasps> yeah, you are. Can I, <laughs> yeah. can I, can I dress up as Elle Woods? Yes. Oh, my, oh my God. My favorite yes. lawyer. <laughs> yes. Perfect. You can use the name. Be, um, I'll be whoever you Elle need Woods, to be. I want to be the nail artist, Jennifer Coolidge. You are Coolidge. I want to bend and snap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so it. much, Thanks, Natalie. Natalie. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 She's the best. She's so nice. And I know we mentioned her Instagram a lot. And I just, her Instagram cracks me up because they're the most beautiful pictures you've ever seen. They're like these gorgeous professional photos of like her or Santa Barbara or something. And then you scroll down. It's like her smiling. And then you'll scroll down and they'll be like, <laughs> like, did you have a hamburger today? Here's why you may, here's why you might get sued. And it's like, what? No. <laughs> like, no, but she's. Cody has PTSD <laughs> from PTSD running a from... business like <laughs> under she... the table. And so he's just like. <laughs> her Instagram is, is probably one of the most important resources out there because she does give you great, great advice on everything, but you have to just laugh at the fact that it's like her smiley to the, the you scroll down and it's like, it's like sound ass legal car, advice. Is your car the color blue? Here's why you need a trademark for that. It's like, oh no. I know. I read one it that was me. like, do you have a podcast? You need to have a trademark. Nope, nope. And I was like, no, no, I'm no, not no, reading no. this. No, I'm no, not no. reading this. Yeah, but we need to. <laughs> we need to. You need to. Well, it's cool. It's cool to know that like whenever I'm ready to do this right, I have someone in Stop, my back pocket. Don't say it like that. You do this right. You have I mean, a bank you know, account, you do your taxes, you have a laptop. I, I'm looking at a laptop. I'm talking more Topa Talk than Hand Up Studios. What are, oh no. <laughs> so remember earlier when I said I'm a guest and Topa Talk is your podcast? I stand by that till things are legit. If the I'm IRS just a guest. is listening, yeah, I Cody stand by that. I'm a just guest. shows up and leaves. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> which is actually true but you do bring coffee you do bring coffee i do bring coffee i do bring um so that's natalie the funk we are at an hour and a half but we still have are notes. we at an hour and a half mm-hmm. how 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 because have we been we've talking been that long mm-hmm. god i could this podcast could be four hours long and i would be able to still find things to talk about one of my notes is spring mix i think it gets a lot of bad a flack on the on on the internet. And I adore it. I adore spring mix. I love it, and that's all I would say. I'm glad that we're taking. Oh oh. Um, sources tell me. Sources <laughs> sources tell me. Uh huh. Um, multiple sources mm. that Justin Bieber has moved not to Miners Oaks, but to the east end of town. Oh. And I won't say which street, but it's a beautiful street on the east end of Ojai. And I, the moment I heard this report from the car wash source, <laughs> you drive over. I didn't drive over, but I messaged someone who I know who I know lives on that street, and I said, "Hi, how have Hi. you been? It's been Hi. years. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, I know I you live something. on this street. <laughs> I Actually, need... <laughs> I think it, her parents live on the street. I was like, I know your parents live on this street. Is it true? Can you confirm that Justin and Haley Bieber moved on the street? And she said, Yes. Nah. So it's official. They've landed, and they're giving gifts to neighbors to to welcome themselves into the neighborhood well, yeah, because or let them it's know, gonna like, be disruptive cool. <laughs> and um they're i think that they're doing heavy construction well, these yeah. are my reports they have billions millions. i love that i'm getting sources i love it i i love it i like feel like if you want to give girl. us a source and some information oh, some tea can i say something about sources yeah speaking of english heritage channel i told you i've been oh watching there's one called the victorian way and it's this woman named mrs crockham and she dresses up like an 1800 scullery maid and she teaches you how to make things, but her accent is so fucking funny. She talks about <laughs> turbot, which is a fish. And she's like, today yeah. we'll be making turbot. What you'll need for tar-bit. this recipe is turbot and source. It reminds me of like sources. So whenever I say like I have close sources, that's how she and says sauce. sauces. She goes, you're going to need for this recipe source. Oh, and like, yeah, what sauce? Oh, the best one cayenne pepper this is how she literally i'll play you the video after this stephanie this is how she pronounces cayenne pepper mrs crockham she goes cayenne pepper where's the end she goes you'll need turbot sauce butter and cayenne pepper <laughs> why does pepper get an in but it's so it's i love so, that it sounds soothing the in a weird way but she's also like really shady too she's like she's like if you don't have freshly churned cream, I suppose you could buy butter from the store. Like She's like, you lazy piece of shit. Well, I guess so. She's like, I have a turbot pan that fits the turbot, so it's appropriate to cook the turbot in, but not everyone's as lucky. Like, she's, <laughs> but it's like, she's a bitch. Wait, I, love I love her. her. Yeah, Mrs. Crockham, she has gnarly eyebrows. You should look up the Victorian way on YouTube. Okay, I don't understand this note at all. I found what? a photographer's Instagram. Like, okay. Oh, I didn't want to share too much. They're out there. I very late, couldn't sleep, very stoned, mm, mm, living mm, my dream. Mm, mm. I <laughs> found someone. I found. You know how they'll like living su- a dream. <laughs> you know how they'll suggest reels to you. Yes. I follow a baby animal account that has reels, and they showed one week old puppies, which is too young to be away from their mom, if you ask me. They're oh, like, okay, judgmental. They were like two week year old puppies and a two week year old baby, and a photographer was like posing them together. And so I clicked on the photographer's account because I was like, God, those puppies are too young. You know what I mean? And 
it was a baby photographer. One of those really kind of trippy baby photographers that like make the babies a little too like pretty. Like in cabbage and stuff? Yeah, like in cabbage. They put them in a basket. They put them in a cornucopia. Like it trips me out, right? Which it's fine. Here's where it gets odd. It's already odd, but I'm 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 ready. It's odd. I don't like to offend people, so I'm trying to word yes, this do. delicately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I found the whole thing odd because first of all, it's a very surreal thing. All these like babies wearing like flowers in their hair and like flower crowns, and they're like a week old. It's very and they're so photoshopped, and it's such a weird thing. To make matters stranger, this woman, and I love, respect, adore, um, surrogate people who, who yeah. do surrogate programs and <coughs> excuse me she is like a serial surrogate person and she has like no kids of her own and she carries kids how many for a lot how many i don't know i couldn't keep up 10 i couldn't keep up 10 i don't know more less what but do you think? what's crazy is and then she she photographs them and like they're become her clients i'm like she's literally creating her own clientele She's a businesswoman. That's a businesswoman. Okay, I'm going to take your child for full term. Give me 100K. And then if you want the photos, I'm also your girl. Yeah, and that's <laughs> going to be an additional $500. 550 if you want a digital album. Album. <laughs> and and for turbit. an additional $25, I'll make you Tarbit. <laughs> Twenty. Um, I want more than 25 When I have making. a baby, I want... When I have a baby, I want a photo shoot of me dressed as Mrs. Crockham holding my baby in a Tarbit pan. I, I don't suggest maybe you having one. No, not if that's the, <laughs> not if that's the vibe. Can I douse my baby in cayenne Sar- pepper? No, uh, <laughs> that'd be so bad. I'm gonna name my baby Turbot. My last notes are like really weird. Let's hear it. Where are we at? Two hours now. <laughs> For those of you still fucking listening, is this a good episode? Every time we record, I think this is not a good episode. I hate it, and then people are like, "We but like then you guys." I listen back, and I love it. <laughs> um. Cairn Peppern. I feel like I'm giving. I feel like I'm turning into this podcaster that's just giving life advice to, to that no one's asking to the for. Ether. <laughs> giving life advice. No, I was thinking to about ether. it. I, you know, when you go for a drive, that's the best thinking time. Best, uh, best thousand thoughts. percent. Um, I just think about how all the little moments in life, all the little, all the little things, are what really are important, but they kind of fade away as time goes, and you just remember the big events. Yeah. And I'm like, how do we? Maybe I should journal more. I don't know. I just want to remember all the little sweet things, like all the little amazing moments. Journal more. That's yeah. a, precisely what you should do. Scrapbook even. I don't care. But life is like a Monet painting. It takes all these little precious dots that creates the masterpiece that you remember. <laughs> and don't you feel like some people have more access to information than like I do? I see my parents being grandparents mm-hmm. and I'm like, were they that sweet and affectionate with me? Were they that playful? Were they that like adorning, like adorning? Adored. Oh my God, kill Adored. me. Adoring and like, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like I don't have those memories and we've, I've never really talked about, I guess I could just talk to them about it, but that also seems like really self-centered to call my mom and be like, tell me about when I was a baby. Can I tell you that they'd love that? I don't think it's self-centered. Yeah. My grandma and I have been having really deep, meaningful conversations lately and we talk about I just, I asked her, and she, you know what she told me the other day? Mm -hmm. She told me that she has, out of everybody, she has like three kids and like seven grandchildren. We have the best conversations. She told me that. That's so sweet. And I believe her. And 
It's because none of her kids give a, all of her kids are so like narcissistic and into themselves. They don't give a fuck what she has to say. And I'm like, grandma, have you ever been drunk? Like, cause she doesn't drink. I love asking her things like that. And she told me, she's like, I've never told this story. She told me a story. I'm not going to repeat it because I respect that. I'm like, grandma, tell me about, did you ever smoke cigarettes? And she's like, oh yeah, I thought it was glamorous. I smoked two cigarettes in my whole life. It's so much fun. I love sitting with my grandma and doing and just, random questions uh, But then too. you ask them too. Like I asked her like, did you ever know if I was gay? Well, you can ask about yourself and they love it. Are you yeah. kidding me? They love it. Um, Your mom would love it. Yeah. If you call her and say, mom, what was, do you remember what was like my, if I was having a hard day after school, what was the thing that you thought I could do this and I know she'll feel better? Aww. Think of fun questions like that because yeah. your parents will love it. People who love you want to talk about their experience loving you. That's sweet. I mean that. You have no. It's not narcissistic to ask that. It's a bonding thing. And then it opens up the conversation and be like, I really, if she says, I used to do this when I knew you were having a hard day. Say, I remember that, but I remember this little thing always made me feel so much better. And sharing that with her is going to make her feel closer to you, too. So sweet. Are you getting teary-eyed? Yeah. Oh. It's very sweet. It is sweet. Be sweet. And you know what? I'm a sweetie. Life is short. If you have a question, ask it. If you have something to say, say it. And mm-hmm. don't be dumb. It's not... Don't get it too in your head <laughs> about it. Don't be dumb, it. guys. Don't get in your head um, about it. Okay. Life is short. That brings me to my last note. Um... I just was experiencing like an outrageous amount of existential dread yesterday. It mm-hmm. just hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know why. Like what? What are you feeling? I just feeling like a lot of times I feel old, like I'm getting older, you know, I'm mm-hmm. only 28. So God, don't judge me <laughs> listeners. I'm just saying, you know, when you're going through life, you're like, whoa, it's going fast. And well, 28 is the new 30. I <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, it just feels like, I don't know, just are constantly trying to figure out my place in the world and what I'm supposed to be doing and my purpose. And I'm very <coughs> self-analytical. I'm my yeah, you are um, try- constantly just trying to figure it out. And yesterday I was just like, I, I felt too young yesterday. Like, God, I still have 40 years until I could even retire or like, oh. I just am like, God, I, oh, it's exhausting. I'm tired. It's what like are we doing it for? The, Why are we here? Well, in America, we work too hard. And then, oh God, not, <sighs> We're pro- sure some yeah I, the workforce it's in America I know but think about other places but that's me being like this it doesn't matter our experiences are valid even though other experiences are worse yeah I'm not saying that we have no uh, I know the worst my experience I think that's a bad trait I have when anyone's like <laughs> this is bad here and I'm like well it's bad other you don't places. allow yourself to to feel any type of um you don't allow yourself to feel bad for yourself because you are very concerned about when you were offered to get because as an essential worker when you were offered to get a vaccination you felt guilty getting the vaccination yeah. i didn't feel right about getting unemployment either which is weird but um <laughs> you were unemployed i don't deserve anything <laughs> oh, um no okay so i was snap having out of that queen i know i was having existential dread and I was talking to these two British guys and British people are just so funny and like dry the humor and we are just it's zip a zapping very around. British podcast now. I know. And um, I think I have like a very fun blunt. Like I can play along with the dryness, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were sitting there and this is triggering, very triggering, actually, for anyone going through any sort of grief or loss. Um, just a heads up. Um, we were sitting there and it's two brothers and all of a sudden one of the brothers was, we were talking, I was talking, I was just like getting into the accident. I was just like feeling it. I was like, I'm and I just don't get it. You guys, why are we here? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and then, um, he told me that his brother had just lost his wife on Friday. Tragically, oh they were God. hiking on a trail in oh, Oregon and oh she my. fell off a cliff. Oh my God. Just like that. And he told me that I was just shook it to my core. That's horrible. But it woke me the fuck up. 
because life's so oh we could die today nothing's promised i went home last night and ate ice cream because i was like fuck it i'm gonna eat the ice cream you put that in the notes put, too right no i put that on my close friends instagram i was like oh. eat the ice cream guys I, I was like i saw you i ate ice cream last night because oh my god i'm like i'm putting so much pressure on myself and it's like wow this is my only as far as i know my only conscious experience i'll ever have and i'm gonna sit here torturing myself about how hard i'm trying to do things or how perfect i'm trying to be or how many things i'm getting done right i want like, you to holy shit i want you to blink right now that's how long eternity feels like <sighs> so that's what it felt like before you were put in this flush bag and that's what's gonna feel like after because that's what i believe have you ever heard of optimistic nihilism i have that's what i i I consider myself an optimistic nihilist with spiritual tendencies. <laughs> wow. It, is your like grinder bio yes. fully fledged? <laughs> I, I'm an optimistic nihilist with spiritual tendencies and I will break your dick. That's my, that's my grinder. Oh my God. That's your that's opening for the housewives. Don't they that's all my, have? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Because we need to wrap it up. But can I just say I came up with my actual Real Housewives tagline yes, the other day yes. because there, we have a lot of premieres coming on um, of Real Housewives now that summer is coming. That's like when they get into it and i thought if they had it in ohio and i was a real housewife my real housewife tagline would be would be because <laughs> they always have to mention their town or something that has to do with them you know their mine would be ohio is known for wait what's it ohio is known for its citrus but i'm the biggest fruit in town oh that would be my tagline but write it down, Amazing. Margaret. Write it down, Margaret. Well, listen. That's Kaylee's assistant. That's not yours. <clears throat> I came up. Margaret was my assistant first. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I'm gonna put her on blast. <laughs> but Kaylee can have Margaret because yeah. now I have um, Mrs. Crockham. Yeah, you have my Mrs. Crockham. scullery maid. Mrs. Crockham, make me a turbot. Please write it um, down. Anyways. Wait, okay, one more plug. Yeah. You were on I Feel Tried and a podcast that we had been on <laughs> yeah. together before. Why weren't you on it? That was so. <laughs> Des, 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 why weren't you on? Um, no, it's fine. I had thing. I had other obligations. You would have hated everything we talked about. That's not true. I don't hate pop culture. It just goes over my head a little bit. Can I tell you? Yeah. The pop culture that he's interested in is not the same pop culture I'm interested in. So I had a hard time keeping up with it. Okay, but, but it's so I fun was, to go on a I, new podcast. I, right? I listened to it this morning, and it was a great episode. If you want to listen, it's called. The episode is titled "Like My Body," which is a quote of Anna Nicole Smith, which I appreciate him putting that in there um it's i had a right he plays games and it's stuff. so fun like, he does a drinking game we actually he and i disagree a lot about almost everything that's so, so it's fun. kind of fun you know <laughs> and like i love does i've known him for years but it's not like we kick it we're not friends he lives in texas now and stuff so it's, really yeah i didn't know he moved to texas well we've been on his podcast before it's called i feel tried if you're into the um like real housewives uh pop what else culture. pop culture in Literally general pop culture we talked about um ben and j-lo which i know you don't want oh to god talk about. that's right we were going to talk about how we're not talking about that no i honestly oh, don't talk about it so can nope. i don't tell them why we're not talking about it we'll tell them next episode okay fuck because really we're out of time but them. seriously it's a huge 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 faux pas to talk about um someone who rhymes with yen yafleck and <laughs> yennefer yopez 
with Stephanie in the room. So we'll tell you why it's next episode. I guess you have to tune in. She has okay. a personal matter. It's a personal problem. Okay. Um, shout us on, us on Instagram. Like the podcast. Like us. Keep reviewing on Apple Podcasts. Email Venmo us. us. Um, um, pay for our rent. <laughs> um, if you could also, um, we'll take personalized. We'll take family heirlooms you might want to send to us. Your grandmother's ring. Um, your grandfather's ashes. We want all of it. Maybe a trash bag full of gasoline. I don't know. Anything. A trash bag full of gasoline. That would be stunning. Put that to Stephanie's house, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>